We are live. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Founder Hacks, our podcast where we share something we've seen, something we've read, and something we've learned that has inspired the entrepreneurs and founders that we work with, and of course ourselves in our own modest endeavours, whatever they may be. Let me start by saying a huge hello to Alex Moore. Hello, gentlemen. How are you all? Very good, thank you. Very good. And of course, an equally ginormous hello to Anthony Enright. Hello, Alex. Hi, Ben. Hello, both of you. So, as usual, we have come together, we have cogitated and ruminated and come up with some stories, some experiences that we've picked up on our travels. And the theme that seemed to emerge this week was on creating turnaround. We all have moments in our business where things don't go as we planned. And how do we dig ourselves out of those and turn things around? And I think I'm going first this week with a, a real experience um, I've had, which was managing a, a very, very, very challenging situation in a business. Effectively, something went quite badly wrong. And it was fascinating, the impact that this has. Um, suddenly, all of the stuff that we talk about on Founder Hacks so often, all of the purpose, the values, the vision, it all feels like ash in your mouth. And you're going, oh my God, we just need to get through this and actually what was wonderfully inspiring is you know I say I say maybe these things turn to ash but what was wonderfully inspiring was how actually maybe because we have put some time into those things the team rallied and certain members of the team stepped up stepped forward and was like right come on let's get through this together so it was a you know a, a very challenging tough situation but we had a team the team came together we worked extremely hard and we got through to a place. And what was interesting, I don't think there was ever a moment where anybody doubted what we were doing. We, we were going to turn this around by force of will alone. Um, and it just became you know, a few humans working together, uh, sweating to try and get this thing done. And I've sort of been contemplating, so, so what was it? What is it? What can we learn from this? And I, and I do probably think on reflection, whilst in the moment you kind of go, all of those things that you know, we like to talk about, purpose and, and knowing why you're here and, and your staff coming on board, kind of knowing what the deal is, knowing what they're joining, that honesty we try to offer people as they come on board with this crazy journey that we're on. Um, maybe it's that, maybe it's that, that just meant that actually we turn around they're there beside us and I, and I compare it perhaps to previous experiences where perhaps I've been in businesses involved in businesses that don't have that there and things go wrong and everybody sods off which is you know so I guess I'm very although it was a very tough experience I'm very grateful um that, that we've got we've got a culture and a business where people are up for doing that and um maybe it's a little private lesson for me in the value of doing so so that's what I've seen this week, Mr. Moore. Things never, maybe never go wrong for you, Mr. You've never had no. a crisis in your career. <laughs> oh surely, God, surely no. not. <laughs> no, sadly, yeah, don't know. Never I had to look up that word, actually, crisis, um, <laughs> just to find it. Haven't had any of those. Um, no, it's funny, when you were talking, I, I could empathise deeply with what you were talking about. But one word you didn't mention, and I think maybe 
you know, I, I've, I wrote it down on my little notebook, is trust. And I feel that maybe that was the, you can talk about values, you can talk about determination, you can talk about willpower. But I think maybe, you know, the fact, my reading between the lines of your, your story it, and it's the trust you all had between you as a team. And I know I know a little bit about the specific mm. thing you're talking about without going into too much more detail. And I think it's because you all trust each other and you're all really good. You're all like really good members of the team. But that's, that's probably one of the, probably several reasons you managed to pull it together. But that trust is the, the, the kind of glue I found. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Anthony, do you, do you disagree vehemently? Well, I think I'd sort of take it on one step and I, I suspect Ben's underplaying this because generally when you enter a crisis and, and sell up a war room and, 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 and understand, get people together and understand what it is you need to achieve and how you need to go about achieving it, is that if you've got an effective team, then that means you've done a really good job on hiring the right people and hiring the right people who are close to your values. And, and for most organisations, I would say trust is at the epicentre of those, of those values. So I think you may be underplaying it, Ben, there, that, that what it sounds like is for the vast majority, because we can never have the perfect team, but for the vast majority is that we have people that we've hired well who buy into our purpose and, and, and are aligned to those values, whether, mm. whether they know it or not. That's the beauty of, 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 the, of a process and hiring the right people. Um, and, you know, for me, I, I, I almost love a crisis more than I do running the day-to-day -day business i love getting hands dirty and and being up against it and and um bringing people in and seeing whether whether we can actually overcome this i love that and i tell you what i've found in doing that on numerous occasions in the past is that actually that's the really enjoyable bit um obviously if you overcome the crisis but i think if you've got the right people there's very few things you can if you get to it early enough as well get to a problem early enough then um, there's very few things I think the right group of people um, mm. there aren't many things that they can't solve I tell you what I find really interesting though from my experience is that once you've survived a crisis <laughs> it's like what's next <laughs> that was always the difficult bit for me so we've overcome the crisis everybody's in the war room everyone feels like and we've won the battle maybe we've won the war and then you go mm. oh it's back to day to day oh okay not quite as interesting mm. as, as dealing with a crisis so it's almost like, and I started to then think about, do I start to create mini <laughs> crises in my business um, just to get that energy um, and those people together? So um, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of business books out there that talk about creating themes on a quarter by quarter basis. So you make something a bit more exciting. So there's a theme around what you're trying to mm. create, achieve that quarter. And that can certainly keep up that spirit of, ah, we've got a real single focus that's different this quarter. And, and actually, I play a slightly different mm. role in that. Yeah, interesting. I mean, the, the richness of so, the learning uh, perhaps correlates with the sharpness of the experience um, is the truth of it, isn't it? And, and already, you know, yeah. I think we've, we've had some very, 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 very valuable learning from, from the past couple of weeks we've had. And uh, yeah, maybe that, that'll be our grist to the mill next time. But I think it's a very good point as well, kind of what's next. But I think that yeah. for us is less of a worry. When you're growing at 10x a year, it's kind of, <laughs> it's always, there's always, the BAU ain't exactly relaxing. There's always you know going to be something, don't so. worry, yeah. But I'm glad you spoke about that, Anthony, the sort of after effects of surviving a crisis um, and in, inside a business. And I think often the team can be just, everyone can be a little bit more respectful of each other. And the team can 
be stronger as a result of it. You know, mm. it's the old cliche about what doesn't kill you, which I don't really like, mm. makes you stronger. But in this instance, I feel like, you know, you get through something together and there's a few, you all pat each other on the back afterwards and go, yeah, all right, good. So that bond, that bond mm. that works so well inside a company, a really well-run company, can just be tightened. That's one parting mm. thought from me. Lovely. Well, time waits for no one and it don't wait for us. So um, thank you both um for, for, for your, your musings on that one but i believe alex you have read something that also can inspire perhaps to inspire turnarounds yeah i'm i'm you know really i'm reading a lot about rewilding at the moment that's my thing or nature restoration there's a fantastic book called regenesis by georges monbiot um who i'm a big fan of and he's just talking about the farming industry and the damage the way that farming industry is currently set up, the damage that does to the environment, which is extreme. And he's, I mean, I'm, I'm only midway through the book, but he's sort of, he's getting to the point now where he's talking about technology, the advent of technology to, to genetic, to produce protein um, that tastes like meat in different ways to revolutionize the way land is used and to allow us to, create more food without farming animals it's very very interesting and it just makes me think there's a lot of stuff i'm reading at the moment about technology and and how dangerous especially in regards to ai machine learning with its potential destructive consequences of its of its implementation where you know there is a definite and it's not getting talked about very much is also technology's ability to be the savior and so gentlemen yeah, the what I took from this book is tech can be a savior as well as a threat. And when you apply that to business, I think there's a lot of people rightly worried about AI at the moment and, and the effect that it, it, it could have on their business. And, you know, there is an opportunity here as well. It's not all bad. It's not, you know, it's not going to be necessarily The Matrix or um, what's that other film that... Uh, um, terminator i feel that there are it's just worth remembering that the the positive sides of technology to solve some really really big problems especially when you apply ai to them so there you go what what do you think guys who wants to comment on that ben go fear sells right so mm. so much of what we're seeing out there is Perhaps what's behind it is because a scary story about how dangerous things are kind of gets a lot of attention and um, is likely to be will buy your business magazine, will read your blog when you're warning of the dangers of it. It, it raises a red flag. That the, the entrepreneur, though, actually, when I think about it at a personal, I don't know many entrepreneurs who are going, oh, I'm really frightened by AI. No, they're going, oh, what can I do with this? So maybe there is a, a natural instinct um, that you're calling out here that, that, yeah, most entrepreneurs will find the positive sooner or later. Um, and, yeah, the, the potential of, of technology, and, yeah, AI is the big one, but, you know, automating a process, taking it from three days of work to under a minute, it's those order of magnitude differences that technology can can deliver for a business um 
you know, there, there's the old adage that it's probably a bit out of date now that um, every business now is a technology business and businesses who haven't worked out yet that they're a technology business. That's the truth. Um, so yeah, I yeah I think yes, tech absolutely. It has been a saver before. It probably will be again. The adjustment might be painful, and I think it's important that all of us at a moral level, if we have the opportunity to influence, let's be kind in this transition. Let's be thoughtful and kind, because that's where these transitions can be cruel. And it's actually, I think we all have an individual responsibility to, as this, this transition happens, to make sure in our personal decisions that if you're a founder of a business listening to this, you have personal power. Can you be kind as we as this transition happens um, and affects your business? But then there's thoughts. What do you think, Anthony? Well, I'm I'm sort of you know as as I guess I've matured and I guess as we all mature, the learning here isn't it is that how do you turn around a situation like that? And you, you've both mentioned it already is that you know to the most catastrophic things that happen, there's always an upside. There's always. And I think I've learned that over the years is that as much as you don't want to see an upside in, in certain catastrophes that happen is there's always an upside. And I think as long as, and Ben, you sort of alluded to it there with regard to entrepreneurs are generally in general terms, always saying, oh, where's the opportunity? Where's the opportunity? Because there always is. So I think a lot of this is about timing and about when you can see it early. Um, the earlier you see it, the more options you have. Um, and you can start to see how you take the positive and how you take the opportunity. And clearly that's what people are doing in, in Alex, your example there of your red is that clearly there are organizations out there now that are already looking at, um, you know, how to make protein elsewhere. Um, and you know, from somebody that, that I do some work with I already know that they, there's a lot of interest in that, in, in the market at the moment for anybody that's coming up with just even if it's the smallest idea it's like great let's get behind it let's see what can work and what doesn't work so there's always going to be that opportunity so yeah i mean the ai is here i don't even think we have half a clue yet how much of an impact it's going to have but i think as entrepreneurs as founders as long as we can continue to focus on okay what does it mean what's the opportunity we're always we're always going to adjust we're always going to be able to put a human side to something where ai can't and um, I still believe in that. I still believe that, 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 that the human side of things will still have, have its place. Um, but it will change. So it's how do we take advantage yeah. of that and where do we see the opportunity rather than getting I was saying this all the other day. Issue. They said, oh, this AI, it's so powerful. I said, yes, it is when a human asks it the right question. So yeah. it, it's, it, it, as always, it's, it's a new skill set that, that's emerging. So the new skill set is how do you get value from something like the, the, these new chatbots it still takes a human to know what question to ask and to ask it in the right way to get the answer that's useful or valuable so it, it's just moving up the value chain maybe um, someone's still got to decide what to ask when to ask why to ask um, different level right yeah absolutely yeah. and take advantage of it at the moment right there's, there's certain businesses and Ben, some of the work that, that I know you've been doing mm. around translation, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's going to accelerate yeah, yeah, the yeah. ability to grow, right? So 100%. take advantage. Okay. Well, shall we move on? Because uh, I think we have one more 
little bit of experience that we're going to benefit from today. And I believe Anthony Enright has learned something. Yeah, I seem to be going last <laughs> quite a lot recently. So, uh, so I sit here waiting for my moment, which is which is good. Um, yes, yeah, so I learned, and it's about a situation that you know. How do you turn around? It's about learning from you know as entrepreneurs, as founders. You know, if there's problems, if there's issues, they they'll come to you first. And sometimes there are situations where things happen to you that you just have no control over. And something's happened to me recently where um, somebody in their infinite wisdom, um, and it's a small amount of money, has decided that I owe them a small amount of money and has put a CCJ against my name. And I know nothing about, I've never used the services of this company. Um, they've used an address that I've never resided at, yet I still have a CCJ against my name. And, and actually trying to find out the information, it's fascinating um, that nobody can tell me what it's for, but I still have a CCJ against my name. That's probably for another founder hack and, and, and about that kind of process. But what I've learned is that that has potentially stalled a couple of things that, that I w I'm looking to do in the next 12 months. And so it was becoming quite stressful. But then the moment in, you know, how do you turn it around? I just had a moment of going, you can only control what you can control. So control the controllables. And that's exactly what I'm now doing is just controlling the controllables. What can I control? What can I do? And actually remove the emotion of the frustration and, you know, the annoyance. And I can't even describe the emotion of, you know, how dare somebody put a CCJ against my name when I've got such a great credit history, always paid my bills, etc. But it's happened. Nothing I can do about it. What I can do now, and there was a great quote from Ted Lasso this week, this week um, love him or hate him, but uh, if, you, if you've seen the, the, the series Ted Lasso, and it's, it's don't fight back, fight forward. It was a great quote. Don't fight back, fight forward. So what do you do? Fight forward. You control the controllables. How do you turn it around? You control the controllables. And what can I actually do about it? And and it's just step by step, as we keep saying on Founder Hacks, just step by step. How do I overcome the CCJ? Right, what's the first thing I need to do? Great, I've done that. What's the next thing I need to do? And just work through that process and trust that following a process will see you through to the, mm. the right outcome. Love it. <laughs> so that's my learn. What do I, you think? I've definitely seen so many occasions where, and it's a, it's a related thing, but it's where people can invest so much energy in fighting a point of principle that doesn't matter um you know again i've, I've seen this yeah. in in situations where businesses have to part company with somebody and that somebody then does something that the business doesn't like but it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter but i've seen businesses invest vast energy in pursuing cases against these people or getting legal or litigious and involved in law and you sort of go what, why, what's the benefit here what, 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 what are you oh but yeah it said in their contract they shouldn't do that so we're going to it's like but, but how is it going to affect the business at all in terms of what they're now doing and I think you have to be really careful because principles are important we've got to have principles but sometimes and often get around those emotions of anger or rage or frustration I do wonder we have to watch ourselves because it can prompt you to engage in fights that don't really get you anywhere. It just might maybe make you feel a bit better, but probably not because you're having a fight. So I think it, it, it definitely resonates. And controlling the controllables feels like a nice little 
found a hack psychology trick to just kind of remind yourself of when things are going wrong so yeah it makes a lot of sense to me what do you think alex yes it's a good one to end on i think because it's quite positive isn't it um although it's quite frustrating especially anti i empathize with where you're at but yeah a lot of businesses i'm connected to right now they are hurting you know and this war in ukraine interest rates uh utility costs um inflation i mean they're just these are things outside the control of so many founders businesses you know and i've 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 seen them people just get very frustrated just by the macro situation where you know remembering something like this might help them get through some of this and go right we can't worry we can't do anything about interest rates we can't do anything about inflation what can we do in our business to mitigate some of this and that's what we're going to focus on and um worth remembering that worth remembering so thanks for sharing anthony there's a good good turnaround hack i think to end us off with this week mm the full eyes well <laughs> well you're welcome oh, <laughs> you're welcome thank you ann <laughs> i'll do my best as always to try and summarize our, our fair hack for this week so on the topic of turning things around Moments of crisis will happen. And in those moments, the purpose, vision and values you've fought so hard to build in your business may feel like ash in your mouth. But if you've eaten your greens and you do have the trust of your team, maybe this is the time those things are working and serving you better than ever. Perhaps these moments are the moments you know you've hired the right people. And perhaps if together you can overcome the learning can fuel your business for years to come. George Monbiot is a champion of rewilding an environment and warns us of the dangers of industrialised farming. It's a scary truth. But nonetheless, there is a positivity. Technology can set us free. And perhaps that's no less true for our businesses. We're constantly warned about the dangers of technology to our businesses and the threat it poses but then fear does sell. And maybe some of these worries are more about selling newspapers than helping you out. It may serve you, of course, to spend some time worrying about these things, but perhaps it could serve you better to hunt for the upside. What's the opportunity? And as this next industrial revolution takes hold, perhaps you can be kind and harness this turnaround to the tech crisis. Issues will come to you. As a founder of a business, you will be standing four square against them. Some of those issues will be uncontrollable. Can you develop the discipline to focus on controlling the controllables when you're turning things around, removing those emotions of frustration and rage or anger that can paralyze and might prompt us maybe not to fight back, but to fight forwards? Principles are great, but misapplied to fights that are not worth the candle can have a very high cost. Maybe it's best to let go of what you can and focus on what you can do to drive your business to the next level. Thank you guys for some great founder hacks. Well summarised there, Ben. Well, thank you very much. As always, as always, it remains to say a massive thank you to Anthony Enright. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Alex. And a huge thank you to Alex Moore. Thanks for listening, guys. 
Uh, as always, this has been Founder Hacks. Remember, you can sign up for our little email bulletin notification when a new Founder Hacks goes live. Um, until next time, I've been Ben Thomas. This has been Founder Hacks. And thanks very much indeed for listening. <laughs>